Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to discuss with you something that comes up for us quite often. And this is applicable to practitioners, veterinary, chiropractic, massage, physical therapists, massage therapists, uh, laser therapists. Uh, what else can you think of? All of, all of the above. I said that. Oh. And all of the people who want to do the best for their companions and competitors at home. How do you add something new to your repertoire? You know, what is your decision making? How is it that you know what to add and when to add it? And where's your due diligence in deciding whether or not it's appropriate? and the information that you are being told about said new procedure is actually accurate. Yeah, because there's so many things that come out on the market where people want you to buy this and buy that, especially since we're a little high profile in the horse world and the dog world, people are always coming to us with new stuff. Oh, look at this, you gotta try this, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, buy, you gotta put this in your practice because if you put this in your practice, it's gonna, it's gonna make so much money for you. Yeah. And that is the Strike wrong one. selling point. That is not what we want to hear. Show us the science behind what you have. Show us the case studies behind what you have. Show us how to operate what it is that you have. How long does it take to operate what you have? How long does it learn to take? How long does it take to learn to do what you're doing? Right. What is the learning curve? And... I caution you to avoid anybody who tells you you'll be certified in a weekend. It doesn't mean you cannot become an incredibly competent practitioner having taken a weekend course if then you spend the next few months practicing it before you unveil it to the world. And... So this is both a precautionary tale, a cautionary tale, and a celebration of, yes, we want you to look out at all of the amazing things that are available for you to add to your repertoire. And we'll give you a little insight in how we decide when it's time to increase what we have available and what we do to establish the efficacy of something new. Yeah, because I can think of a great example when we first started using MagnaWave, <laughs> or first learned about MagnaWave. Uh, people came to us with MagnaWave three years before we even considered it. And we watched other people using it. And unfortunately, there were practitioners there that we had seen that really had no clue what they were doing, and they had no understanding of any science behind it. They made ridiculous claims, and they wanted to tell you, like I said, how much money you're going to make if you buy this machine. That, by the way, was not the MagnaWave people saying that. It was other practitioners. And um, it took us three years of sifting through misinformation before we really did get to the source and found that what was being taught by the actual developers had efficacy and what was interpreted and used out in the world wasn't always that. So after three years, we asked if we could rent one 
and take what we had observed and see, does it work in the real world? Yeah. And it was a matter of trying it on ourselves first, because you should know what something feels like before you stick it on an animal. True with everything except uh, surgery and, and brain science, I think. You know. Yeah, well, you know. we're talking therapies. We're not talking... Uh... True. That's true. Um, I, I believe that 100%. You know, if working with it on ourselves, I was the crash dummy for yes, that. Yes, you were the test dummy for that one, I got to admit. And uh, we, we learned that you can't, you can use way too much of it. Yes. <laughs> I was the recipient of that. Um, Let's do it for 45 straight minutes on you and see what happens. Yeah. And then she couldn't complete a sentence for the rest of the day. So, so understanding what's appropriate and learning from those who are doing it well and have been doing it a long time and have logic and protocols made all the difference in the world to us and as we used it, we kept finding out it did more than. Here's what we know it does, and it does more than, which is a wonderful experience, as opposed to elevated expectations and finding out, well, maybe that's really not what's happening. So the cautionary tale is make sure what you expect and promise are actually backed up by science and realistic experience in the real world. Yeah, that whole thing of expectations. If people have higher expectations than what you're able to give, they will not think highly of you. And, you know, get used to disappointment, as they say in <laughs> The Princess Bride. So that was one of our first add-ons, you know, chiropractically speaking. I mean, even, even within the world of chiropractic, when we first saw people adjusting, they were using a technique that um, was less based in reality. And there are very successful people who use uh, activator type technique. And there are those who click it and it's not necessarily science-based. And what we want to do is make sure that what we offer has a logic to it and a realistic expectation for what it can and can't do for adjusting extremities. There were people who were very much um, anti-moving legs around uh, because chiropractic is spine only. Well, spine is connected to the rest of the body and if you're in the horse world, no feet, no horse. If you're in the dog world, one toe can throw off everything. So it's learning to do something well means looking at the whole and what you're affecting from that. Yeah. So when you look at a new piece of equipment or a new piece of therapy or maybe an, even an ideology, let's take a good look at it. Really examine where did it come from? What's its purpose? What's your intent to use, use it for? And how long is it going to take you to, to get that expertise in? You know, they, they say to become an expert in something, you have to put in 10,000 hours. Okay, well, that's... That's a long time. That's a long time. So you can't be getting, out, getting a piece of equipment and going, okay, I'll get my 10,000 hours in and then I'll start using it. 
No, but you can align yourself with somebody already doing it, work with them, work on, as we always do, we work on our own animals, notice, because we know them well, and we know how they're likely to respond, and they are very clear at telling us what they like and what they don't look, and what works and what doesn't work. You know, when we added ActivoMed to our practice, it was because we were up at Live Oak in Florida and had a trauma, and we're lucky enough to meet up with Sally, who said, yeah, you can take this home and see how it works for you, when it was a combination of red light and PEMF. Lo and behold, magical results. Okay, I responded, now let's put it on the dog. Dog said, wow, I was having trouble getting up, now I can run faster, jump higher. Okay, now let's include this in what we offer. How? By talking to the people who developed it, by setting up time with the people who are using it, and by introducing it slowly in specific cases so that we can monitor its effectiveness. And we're lucky enough that we find a way to get access to these people. And and I think that's important. Uh, you've got to be that bulldog. You've got to get out there and find out, okay, who started this? Where did it come from? And try to get to that person because who's going to know more about it than them? Well, that was true with Revitavet. Yes. Right? Years, many years, we saw it. We saw it for sale. We saw it for sale. We're like, you know, it's just a bunch of red lights. And then happened on it at a barn where someone was using it, someone I respected. I said, what do you notice? Well, we notice the horse relaxes, and we notice that the horse is more receptive to hands-on care, and we notice this. And I'm like, okay, back to the person who invented it. Hey, Tom, tell me about this. And I purchased one of everything. Okay, fine, you know, sometimes you have to invest in yourself in order to do that. And then I began with clients I knew very well saying, may I put this on your horse while I'm doing this to see, here's a swollen hock while I'm adjusting other horses, I'm gonna put it on for 20 minutes. Lo and behold, what was swollen now isn't, what was untouchable now is. Okay, add that to the practice. Add that and understand what it can do and what would be unrealistic to expect it to do and try to set reasonable goals. Yeah, and that's getting to know that piece of equipment, getting to know its parameters and understanding them and understand also that not every animal is going to react the same way. So you have to always be cautious on every new subject, what you're going to how you're going to use it, what's the intent, what do you expect to have happen, and because clients are going to want to know that how how often do I have to use this, and w- will it hurt if I leave it on too long? Because you know how people are. If a little bit is good, yes, a lot longer should be better, and that's not always true. So you need to know what those parameters are so you can advise your clients how to use it. Absolutely, and. You know, we, we love to investigate something for a very long time before offering it as something that's a service because competency first, right? As opposed to, I, I remember a lot of years ago asking a dentist to check my TMJ 
And the response was, you know, I don't know anything about the TMJ. Literally one week later, I got a postcard in the mail saying, I'm an expert at TMJ because they'd been to a seminar on the weekend. And the, the word at the seminar is, you can bring this into your practice Monday morning. How many seminars have we been to where they said that? To way too many. Way too many. You can just offer this out Monday morning. You know what? The next seminar that we're giving uh, for dogs and horses, which is the April of 2022, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, April 30th, May 1st, I'm sending out material for people to have two weeks to even think about before doing something hands-on so that there's a reason to understand the logic behind what you're going to do. Oh, what about kinesiology taping? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. We learned it wrong. For years, we were taping, and I have to admit, not getting much results in my human practice because I was taping with a misconstrued logic as to what that tape could do. And I'm not talking about athletic taping. I'm talking about flexible kinesiology taping. Once we learned the science, and once we started going to rock tape seminars, which are all about you are going to own this before you take it out of the world. You're going to practice on yourselves. You're going to understand the science, and you're going to know what we don't know yet so that you can become part of the process. Well, Eureka, we started using it on horses and had to convince the company how great it was so that they could integrate it into what was already a successful learning uh, practice that you know they were so big on education. And then their practitioners were going, do you know that it does this? Do you know that it does this? Because if you understand the concepts behind what you're doing, you can begin to use your own technique and perfect what's best for the animals that are under your care, whether it's professionally or personally. And the fascia work that we've picked up. You know, we've spent a lot of time going to the fascial research conferences uh, over the last six years. And there's, a no, there's another one coming up this year, which we'll go into in Montreal in September. And we'll, we'll spend a week there learning from, learning the newest research on fascia. And by use, finding out the background, we're able to use the background knowledge to create and help our technique. Oh, absolutely. And my initial experience with fascial work was very uncomfortable my body did not react well to it, and there was bruising and inflammation. And uh, so I was skeptical about it as a technique with anything, and particularly on horses that could be quite reactive. When we learned how to apply it and why certain strokes actually created certain reactions and understood about mechanoreceptors, Eureka! Literally within seconds of applying that technique onto a horse, we saw results that were really positive. And dogs, unbelievable, every single day. And they taught us how to apply it and use multiple techniques because we watched people do it. 
We listened to their experiences and then applied it in a safe environment before taking it out into um, you know, the, the real world, if there is such a thing. And last but not least, our, our laser yes. um, that has our newest integration into the practice, which you're going to hear about a lot. And, um, and, and this is, I understand that we've been using lasers for a long time. Since the 80s. Yeah, I had one removed from my yeah, office. Yeah, so had one <laughs> taken away with a one milliwatt yep. red light laser that was not even a cat toy at that point. But as we experienced from going to seminars, the efficacy and the logic behind it, we just dove right into how much more can we learn, who can we learn from, and started finding out that there's so many people Dr. Rick Amy, who actually got laser FDA approved in 2000, who has developed protocols and had clinical expertise, hours on the phone, hours in person to go, wow, what, what else can it do? Let, now that we have a baseline, what else can it do? So we invite you to stop and assess before you bring in something new and always keep your eyes open for what's out there and why are people telling you to use it? Yeah, because we've had lots of stuff where people have brought to us which was effective but didn't fit in our style of practice. I can't do a therapy where I have to stand in front of a horse for 45 minutes to an hour doing one thing. Three times a week. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, it doesn't fit in my practice. It doesn't mean that therapy wasn't useful. It just means it didn't fit into my practice style. So understand that there's so much information out there. Be willing to ask, be willing to ask to visit, and understand the motivation of someone suggesting you use it and choose wisely. This has been an Equiline podcast. I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. I'm Dr. Wendy Corrin. Have a spectacular day.